Hello you, you uh, you join me on the floor of my bedroom on my rug, which is where I seem to record an increasing number of my episodes that are a little bit more introspective, a little bit more reflective, and I'm in the kind of depths of winter now, literally, as in at the time of year in the UK we're approaching midwinter, but also I'm in something of a wintry place, feeling quite inwards, yeah, tired, fatigued under-resourced and this is usually time at which like the episodes kind of trail off and I don't publish as prolifically as I do when I'm in one of my summery or spring seasons but uh yeah that's where I am right now and this stuff matters as much as like when I'm in a good place right you want the happy episodes and you also want the um the more should we say honest edgy maybe mm, tender episodes I think this is going to be one of them so if you're looking for a happy little tap dance (laughs) Maybe have a look at what else is queued up in your podcast app. This is going to be a good one, though. I know this is going to be a good one. When I scribble down the topic that I'd like to chat about, which is judgment, or having an inner judge or an inner critic, which is, um, yeah, um, very familiar to me. And um, I thought, oh, this this might there might be something in this. There could be a, a few minutes worth of exploration here. And I've, I'm looking in front of me now, and I've scribbled down so many notes on what is such an, a massive topic so i hope i can do it justice to you it's uh, an exploration of, of yeah judgment which is an old friend of mine if if you can relate to any aspect of, of perfectionism the the idea of having unrelentingly high standards and expectations of yourself but you know never quite living up to them and then giving yourself a hard time internally for it um that, then you'll know what judgment is um so yeah, we're going to dive into judgment. We're going to explore what it's like with that, living with that, and maybe some kind of um, different ways of looking at it, kind of some reframes that, that help me or some some sort of lines of inquiry and exploration that I'm exploring after discovering that I have a very loud inner critic, a very loud inner judge, maybe some 20 odd years ago. And the journey with that and yeah some some shares and some insight and some wisdom i've absorbed off other people as well as um in my own little voyages so yeah make yourself comfortable here we go into judgment yeah okay so um what's it like well judgment in in my experience can be an inward or an outward experience so the kind i guess that i had in mind uh, which is which is for myself um is that judgment is kind of like Nothing is ever quite good enough. You can always be doing better. Or maybe there's something wrong or you've got something wrong and you notice um, a predisposition towards your mistakes and how you could have done better or how you you just notice imperfection more. Like whatever you do, there will always be room for improvement. And yeah, when one doesn't leave up to to expectations, the, the inner critic, the inner judge can be telling you how things could be different or should be different. There's lots of shudding with it within in a judge and I, I describe this like a character it's it's not quite like that I don't have a voice inside me and often like that it's it's like that for many people it isn't like you have a voice telling you what's what's right and wrong it's more like a sense of something being off or wrong it's kind of like um, a sense of dissatisfaction actually I would say it's a dissatisfaction and um, yeah it can manifest as, as never being pleased or happy with the way something is that can always be room for that improvement for others it's an outward experience so i think most of us do have this experience of judgment it's just where does where does that get directed and for some people it goes outward so this might be criticism or um, belittling other people it can be name calling it can be um 
a kind of projection of your own internal standards of what is right or wrong onto other people, you know, and, and it can be labeling. It's, it's in, in inward or outward terms, it tends to be very righteous. You know, this it's a sense of moral correctness or a sense of inner knowing that your way is the right way or the best way and everyone else is wrong. It's very absolute judgment. You know, it's, it's a verdict. It's either right or wrong. It's good or it's bad. It's black or it's white. It's often comparative, so it's like your standards of what is good, right, wrong is um, is the only way, you know, and it gets compared with other people. So you see someone doing something out in the street, the way they're dressed, the way they act, and we, we view that and we then compare it with our own internal kind of reference point um, or our own internal standards or what we think is right and the, what were our rules, I guess, of, of the way we think the world should be run. And we see there's a dissonance there. They're dressing in the way that I think you shouldn't dress. There's the should there. Therefore, you are wrong. Um, so that's a comparative thing. It's like it's a there's something about an internal or a set of standards or rules. Um, it might not be internal, actually. You tend to find a lot of judgment in um, religions, certainly the monotheistic um, Judeo-Christian kind of religions. A lot of there's a lot of judgment in that. There's, there's, a, there's a set of commandments or rules or standards that absolutely must be met. And if they're not, you are bad or wrong or evil or corrupt or, you know, everything else there. That that tends to be the kind of the the, the way that, that that's a good model of, of, of external outward judgment, which is where I began this little little um, exploration of what judge, judgment is inward and outward. And then some of us are lucky enough to have both inward and outward judgment. So that would be you're giving yourself a hard time for not living up to your own standards, but you're also looking outwards and noticing what other people are up to. And also, um, yeah, storing up anger and resentment and a brooding dissatisfaction with the way other people are. So it's like this inward and outward, outward, which I can tell you now is a very noisy experience and way of relating to the world. And judgment, I would say, in my experience, lives very much in the head. It's a, it's a kind of a... It's a scanning and a noticing experience. You go through the world and you notice the things around you and how they measure or compare to your standards, your rules, your kind of edicts, your ideology, your your sense of yeah righteousness that's internal. So that's that's judgment um, in the abstract theoretical sense. So maybe I can bring it to life with a story. He says seven minutes in. I hope you're still listening. Um, if this rings true, I'm just going to add dude i feel you and i'm gonna add before we go into it, it well i will mention this later on in the podcast but none of this makes you bad or wrong inherently for being judgmental and this is the kind of the, the rule that we'll touch on it's like rule he says this is the kind of the insight we'll touch on later on in, in this episode which is that to be judgmental to notice other people to be comparative to have a set of rules, that is all so very, very, very human to do that. That's that's just what we do. So I think sometimes in in having this experience of being judgmental, we can then judge ourselves for being judgmental. And guess what that is? It's just more judgment. It's meta judgment and it makes the whole experience even harder than it, it, it than it is than is necessary. You know, it's one thing to be judgmental, it's another to be then judgmental towards yourself for just being judgmental because it's it's just an experience we have of being human so yeah anyway back to um back to a story so um to bring this to life 
if you're a special um, judgment can be a, a bit of a blind spot you know and until it's pointed out and you, you it's observed in you it can it can lurk in there without us noticing it and this is even when you think you're aware of it and this happened to me recently so i was on sunday i was having quite an inward day i was kind of um um, if you'd heard my uh, another episode recently about anger, anger, anger gets a rebrand. I'd I'd done a little um, episode uh, here about anger, and I'd done a an episode on my other kind of sister podcast with my friend Ellie, um, Force of Nature podcast, and we were chatting about anger as determination. And I was reflecting on things Ellie had taught me about um, how she handles her anger and how she ch- channels it into determination and I'd, I'd sent I was on a walk walking the dog and I, I thought I'll send Ellie a message and just say oh I was reflecting on our conversation on on the podcast about anger and how um, how much I admire that you have channeled yours into determination and like a you know wanting to sh- to uh to 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 fo- channel that energy into kind of a force for good and for change and how I just turned it in on myself and and I was just feeling like a, a victim of my own anger and just feeling very victimized when things happen to me and I feel angry about it and resentful and I just beat myself up and then I got into a bit of a rant about how reflecting on my, the where I was in life because I'm, I'm single now and I'm, I've separated from my partner and I didn't expect to be here age 43 and you know that's kind of put a bit of a downer on everything and how my career hasn't progressed as much as I thought it was. My financial situation is a little precarious and all this stuff about how, you know, my anger about dissatisfaction at all that, I turned it inwards and I was feeling kind of a bit sorry for myself. And and this this voice message she reflected back, my friend Ellie, she was like, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of judgment on yourself there. And as soon as she said that, I was like, ah, <laughs> my old friend judgment and I was giving myself a hard time even though I'm already a hard having a hard time you know and that's 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 judgment it can when when inflicted inwards it's like you know it's kicking yourself when you're down and that can be really really um really heavy hard experience it kind of it disempowers you and it makes you into that kind of that victim kind of um, feeling of feeling sorry for yourself and a feeling of powerless and powerlessness and not able to to do anything about it and judgment back to the, the subject of the podcast when when judgment is there and hanging in in the air it kind of judgment skips um, it skips the trial it skips having a jury of impartial people to kind of give their opinion it skips looking at evidence you know is this true this belief you have about yourself it skips it cuts straight to a judge banging its gavel and going guilty as charged and it's straight to the gallows for you. So you kind of you skip all that right to a fair trial. You skip that right to innocent until proved guilty. You just go straight past two. You do not collect 100 pounds. You go straight to jail and you're getting hung in the morning. That's what judgment does at its most extreme Oh, and it's heavy stuff and it's a blind spot. And this is, like I say, I mean, I've been on a bit of a journey with judgment for, you know, 20, 20 odd years. And still it's something of a blind spot for me. It's become so normalized. And maybe this is the case with you. Maybe, you know, if if you're just hearing all this and, and realizing, oh, maybe I am quite judgmental of myself and other people. And maybe this is a discovery for you because judgment is so compellingly believable and seemingly truthful. It becomes normalized as like an internal narrative. You know, it's like almost like um, um, I was doing a, 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 
uh, a workshop with with Ellie, who I've just mentioned before recently, about what it's like um, living with perfectionism and having this vocal in a judge. And when there comes a point at, at which you go, oh, wow, doesn't everyone have this? You know, <laughs> has, has not everyone got this supreme um, feeling of dissatisfaction with not meeting high high standards and expectations? Does not Doesn't everyone beat themselves up and give themselves a hard time? Doesn't everyone exert this unrelenting pressure to do well and to achieve and to be the best and constantly be doing and getting on and making progress and doesn't everyone feel this doesn't everyone push themselves so hard and and often not meet your standards and of course no the answer is no not everyone lives like that I've had other friends when I relate this experience to them you know the, the, the experience I'm relating to here and they'll turn around and go oh that sounds awful. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to live with this? And it's like, well, oh, I mean, I didn't choose this. This just happens to be the way um, my mind works, especially under pressure and, and tension and stress. And I would add that um, as my experience of, of judgment is it tends to appear mainly when you're under stress and, you know, life is, you know, you're under-resourced maybe, you're you're tired, you're fatigued, um, a lot's going on, you're expecting a lot of yourself and the, the judge comes in to protect you, which we'll come on to in a little while. But um, yeah, let me bring it to life a little bit more for you if this wasn't excruciatingly vulnerable for you already. Um, so even like now in the process of recording this 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 episode, I, I cycle back from my co-working space in, in town in Leeds and I came back and I was like, I'd really like to do some exercise today. I, I had quite a kind of um, a um, sedentary weekend and I didn't get as much exercise as I'd like. And I'd really like to kind of move the caffeine out of my body. I'll do some, I thought, oh, I'll do some core work. I'll do a little workout routine. And I got into the house and like my body was going, oh, dude, you're really tired. You're really wintry at the minute. Do you really, I mean, I don't think we should do this, you know, but the pressure was like, now we move your body, get some exercise, burn some calories. You know, it's good for your body. It's good for your health. And it felt like to to take, you know, 20 minutes to sit here and, and eulogize about judgment with you. Like that, that felt like an indulgence. It felt like um, I wasn't living up to my own standards about exercise. And I'd let myself down because I didn't feel like exercising. And I wanted to do this episode and I wanted to do exercise as well at the same, uh, not at the same time. That'd be quite something to hear me huffing and puffing and talk about this, but I wanted to do it all. I wanted to exercise and I wanted to record this and, and honor this experience with, with you. And there it was again, unrelentingly high standards and also going, feeling bad because I wasn't able to do it all. And, you know, once I tuned into myself and gone, do you know what? It feels right to, to record this because judgment is, is quite alive for me at the minute. And I, I'd like to give you an honest and true account of what it's like um, experiencing judgment and, and to, you know, relate to you and empathize with you. If you can, you identify with any of this, what it's like living with judgment. I, I, I tuned into myself and was like, do you know what? It's, it's right to do this episode. So yeah, judgment is, is right now and I'm still feeling in my belly now a kind of a oh a guilt a heaviness a kind of a sorrow a regret that I'm not doing the exercise that I wanted to do and um yeah it's the judgment now as well about am I um am I am I sharing too much of myself here am I not giving you enough space to have your experience of, of judgment and it's there in the background now right now kind of pushing me and weighing heavy and wanting me to know that 
you know, we could do better and I'm watching you, you know, it's like, um, it's almost like a, a deity, you know, it's almost like a kind of a godlike presence having judgment, like that there's this all seeing supreme being that knows what is right and wrong is constantly monitoring you and you better watch out because you will be smited for your sins, you know, it's, it's, it is kind of pseudo religious and, um, but you needn't have had a religious kind of upbringing or experience or be religious. I mean, I was, I was raised with in Catholicism and that no doubt plays a part in it, but I, I blamed religion, um, to a great degree for having this, but I think it's a lot of it is just, it's a defense mechanism and it's a strategy that I didn't choose. And it, you know, served me to a point presumably when I was a kid and, here it still is, and I'm learning to live with it and to give myself um, an easier time of it when, when the judgment comes in. So, yeah, as we move to the kind of back end of the episode, I'd, I'd like to kind of, yeah, um, offer some maybe reframes or ways of looking at judgment um, in a different way. If if you're feeling this heaviness, if you're feeling that that unrelenting kind of pressure and heaviness of what it's like to live with a judge. So I guess the... Um, the first one is is a gift, you know. It's um, I might have spoke about this before, like judgment and discernment in an earlier episode. But my experience of this is is deepening. But I found that when in a position of kind of security, when I'm feeling secure and I'm feeling not stressed, and I'm in a, a, a I would say a better place, so a feeling more spacious and relaxed and and less contracted and uptight. My my judgment is a really helpful force for discerning or sensing and knowing what is right so it's right without the righteousness i would describe it so um it can help me like for example before when i was deciding what to do with my remaining afternoon while well, i've got a free afternoon and the dog isn't here and what would be an effective use of my time i kind of went into my belly into my gut my body and i was like okay what feels right and the answer was to do this episode with you and to not exercise you know, that was discernment. It was like giving me a intuitive sense of what is right and wrong rather than an intellectual sense of what is right or wrong. And I think judgment, when it is dysfunctional, tends to be, like I was saying before, it's an experience in the head. It's an intellectual, it's a heady sense-making experience of what is right or wrong. And it tends to be, yeah, um, rationalised or pseudo-rationalised. It, it, se it, it seems to be impartial but it really isn't. It's the stories mixed up in there that, that may or may not be true. Whereas discernment from the gut, the gift of kind of knowing and intuition is, is very much a kind of a, an internal felt sense of what's right. And you just know when it's different. It's a kind of a, it's a towards or it's an away feeling. It's a kind of a, how does this sit well? Almost like in, I'm thinking about when I played rugby as a kid, they used to call about the, they used to call it the bread basket. And that was where when someone threw the rugby ball to you, it would land in your bread basket, which was basically your belly and your hands underneath supporting the rugby ball when it hit you in the gut. And that is probably where the seat of discernment is there. Your intuitive feeling is in the, is in your bread basket, is in your belly. Um, yeah. Um, so that's the, the gift of discernment from judgment. And yeah, so when we move to a place of relaxation and safety and yeah, um, honesty with ourselves, the judgment gives you this, this gift of, of knowing without knowing how you know. Um, and that's one for you to explore, I'm afraid. I, it's so beyond words that I think 
Um, when you know it, you just it just feels right. And I'm offering this for you now. If you're sitting there going, God, I'm so sick of my judgment. It's giving me such a hard time. I'd say there's this other flip side of it that is a real asset to have when you're not sure what to do when you're facing uncertain situations. If you go go into this kind of felt sense of rightness, this 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 knowing without how, knowing how you know, and that that's a good place to go. If your head is being very vocal and chatty and judgmental, go into the gut and and play with that. And I'm I'm shortly releasing a little um like a little ebook to help with that, like tuning into your centres, into your gut and your heart and your head. And um, yeah, keep an eye out for that on my, my website or drop me a message and I'll give you an early preview. I'll put my contact details at the end of this episode if you're curious to explore that. Then I can give you some exercises and some little things that might help with that. But um. Yeah, so the other part of this, um, another little uh, reframe, is this judge as protector. So I've discovered after doing a lot of work with, um, they call it internal family systems, which is a, a modality, as we call it in coaching, which is a, a, a system or a, a framework for working with parts within us. And, and one of the parts within people who experience being judgmental is that they've got this inner part of a judge um, or an inner critic. Um and in a cynic um, and this judge um, when we are threatened and we don't feel safe and we're under stress in my experience the judge comes along to protect us from being hurt so I'll bring this to life in a story so for example when um, I have this my inner child just wants to play this is why I do improv it's an innocent little kid that just wants to play and it wants to play games it wants to have fun it wants to be silly um, and it wants to play with the girls and the boys and it wants to kiss and hug and it just wants to be innocent and just experience what it's like to be human and, and feel it all. And if that little kid is not met with the same kind of energy like someone who wants to play back with you, like, you know, um, I get that need met through improvisation, but if I'm outside of improv and... Oh, it happens in, in improv as well, actually. If someone doesn't meet you with the same, you know, energy and wants to play with the, the offer that you bring in to improv the character, the situation or whatever, like you can feel, oh, ouch, you know, that didn't meet me where I was hoping to be met. And, and that can then very quickly go into this path of rejection um, or um, abandonment and almost judgment, like fear of judgment. If like there's a risk that you will be judged by other people, uh, the judge will come along and protect you then. So... Yeah, my experience with judgment when I'm not met with that corresponding um, appetite for play and playfulness, the judge will then um, kind of protect me by seeing this other person and just noticing everything that's wrong about them and bad and how they, you know, they were never good enough anyway or they've got this flaw about them and just look at the way they're doing that and it starts to label them and it starts to put them in categories of bad and and wrong and guilty and all the stuff that, that the judge does to me. And it puts it on them and it's an awareness. The judge wants to put distance between me and this, this source of pain and rejection that's out there, you know, another person or situation or even like um, it can happen with creative works and artwork too. You know, things I've created, courses, workshops, um, things that I'm putting out into the world, you know, podcast episodes and my different ways I express myself in the world, you know, like scenes I've acted out in improv, they all get judged as bad and wrong. And it wants to put so much distance away from them. It wants to disconnect and destroy the relationship between me and that thing so that I'm protected. I'm protected from the fallout 
of rejection and not being good enough and being judged. And it wants to stop that little inner child being hurt. And that's what it does. So, and that feels very dramatic and very painful and it is to experience. But also my judge is trying to serve me. My judge is trying to say it's get this thing out of your life because it's only going to hurt you, you know. And this is standard kind of like sabotage behavior or it's standard protection behavior. It's isolation. It's withdrawal. And it's all these things that it just the judge doesn't want you to feel the pain that you felt when you were younger um, because it was so awful. So the judge came along as a strategy of behavior to protect you from that feeling. And it's just reliving that same experience every time you are at risk of being rejected again. And that's what the judge does. It comes along and it protects you like it did in that first instance when you were first hurt as a kid and it wants to help you. And it's kind of its intentions are good, but it just, you know, it's not necessarily serving you in the way it did when you were younger. I think that is that's the, the place to go to. So I would encourage and I haven't got this sus now, but maybe a um, more kind of empathy and compassion and fun, more welcoming and hospitality towards the judge. So instead of being judgmental about me being judgmental, you know, judging yourself being judgmental, it's like another option might be, oh, hello, judge. Hello, old friend. Thank you for coming along. And I see what you're trying to do here. And I'm noticing this and I'm having some very strong feelings and reactions about what's going on. But this you know, I need to give myself some space to process this and, and go away and not, not, uh, I need to process the rejection and handle it in a different way that doesn't involve me separating and feeling awful towards other people and pushing them away. You know, I'm, I'd like to try a different way of dealing with that, but also thank you, you know, like a loving appreciation or whatever works for you. I would say there's no right way to meet your judge when it becomes very joke, very vocal and powerful. And it is, it's a very compelling, very strong, very like, compa yeah, compelling is the only word I can think of really, because I've said that several times now, but it's so convincing in its righteousness that it's hard to ignore. Um, so yeah, when it comes along, yeah, there may be a different way to react to it. So yeah, I, I, that, that's as far as I've got with that one. And I'm trying, I'm trying the authentic relating practice, the, the, the first practice of authentic relating, which is to welcome everything and it's just to welcome it and oh, here it is. And welcome can be like a, oh, hello old friend, or it can be an open arms welcome and a hug and an embrace and, you know, kill him with kindness type thing. It could be whatever you want it to be welcoming. So yeah, I'll just leave you with that invitation to welcome everything. And finally, I guess this is the, the, the closing remarks, and I alluded this uh, to this early on, um, when your judge is being vocal, is, is like, is to just notice that this is a really human thing to do. To judge people is a wholly human experience, and it is, it's a collection of thoughts, it's a collection of feelings, and I say this so many times on my pod podcast um, episodes, you, I don't know about you, but I do not choose my thoughts, I do not choose my feelings, they just kind of emerge upwards within me and they're there and hello, I'm aware of them. And because I didn't choose them, it kind of like it gets me off the hook about the responsibility of their origin. When it comes to responsibility, um, it's like, what what do you want to do with them? Like, what do you want to do next? Like once you've noticed them, once you've got awareness of them happening, if you've listened to my episode about how change happens, like that's the first part of the change 
journey is its awareness it is noticing that it's there and then you give yourself a gap and a choice about which to do some to do something about this this thing with judgment but right now wherever you are like just listen to this podcast and notice that this is a feature in your life like that is wholly human and if we can just ease up on the meta judgment which is the judging yourself for being judgmental that would be progressed it's not wrong to be judgmental it's what i'm trying to say in a nutshell and that's something for me to recognize like and i think this probably will be a blind spot that i keep bumping into myself over and over again um if you've seen my posts on Instagram at Chris Kenworthy, you'll, you'll see I do a thing called like lessons I'm doomed to repeat over and over again, or lessons I'm doomed to, to learn, doomed to learn over and over again. And one of them is judgment. It's oh, I'm being judgmental again, and um, yeah, it's a blind spot, and it's become so normalised as part of my uh, um, inner experience is judgment that. You know, I don't notice it's all, always happening and it takes good friends like Ellie to, to witness that it's happening again and going, oh, yeah. So the block here isn't a judgment. The block here is me judging myself for being judgmental and to just, yeah, it's not wrong to be like that. And, um, yeah, I think uh, I think I'll back away now respectfully from the, su- the subject because the, I, I'd be taking this, the, the lesson too specific to my own particular journey. And I've probably taken you long further enough into your own, and there's, there's been a lot here. We're up to almost thirty minutes on um, on what it's like living with with the judge and its its unrelenting high standards, the expectations, the um, yeah, the narrative, uh, the noticing of of it in other people, the inwardness, the outwardness, all that, the righteousness, oh, the strength of righteousness. Yeah, there's been a lot, hasn't there? So yeah, I'm going to check out on this this subject now. Um, I feel like I've given it, given it, um, I've been, I've given it a just, I was saying just, justice, you know, that <laughs> directly correlation dot, dot, dot with, with judgment. I've given, I've given the subject, um, I've, uh, an honest account, I feel, so I'm going to back away from it. And I think I might do a short little, um, Instagram clip just to, to, to plug this, this episode. So I hope it was helpful to you. I'm always curious of what it's like for other people living with the judge, particularly how it manifests. You know, for me, it's not a voice. It's just a feeling. So maybe it is for you. Maybe it's mental chatter. You know, um, what it's like for you when you have this inner judge, this judgment, this, this, the critic, how it manifests is always a curious one to begin with. Like, and under what situations and circumstances does it manifest? What triggers the judge in you? And... Yeah, and also what does it feel like? Because, you know, I don't want to trivialise just how painful it can be when the judge flares up like it did for me, and, you know, and what it's like to to have it push you away and create distance with people you love and respect. You know, the judge wants you to, to not be in affiliation and association with him. It's a very antisocial experience when the judge pops up to uh, to say hello, and it doesn't say hello, it pops up with its little wig and its gavel and it's cloak sitting in its high chair in the courtroom and it bangs away and it's like very like yeah very strong in what it has to say so um yes that's judgment get in touch this felt at points very very tender for me to speak and it would mean a lot to me if uh, if you drop me a message on instagram at chris kenworthy or drop me an email chris at chris kenworthy or if you're in Spotify, you can drop a, a Q&A reply via voice note. That might be a little bit too intimate for you. But um, yeah, find me on LinkedIn, Chris Kenworthy, or, or visit my website, www.chriskenworthy.co.uk and get in touch. It's always nice to know who's listening out there. And um, yeah, thank you.
bye for now and in solidarity in judgment and yeah um thank you goodbye i love you bye bye